Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Push-Pull Podcast, Stories of Human Migration, Season 3. I'm David Arnsparger, AP World History teacher at James Clemens High School in Madison, Alabama. And today, our guest is my favorite student, Jan Ajala. And Jan's going to tell us a story uh, about uh, some of his ancestors moving from Spain to Puerto Rico in the 1870s. So, uh, Jan, welcome to the show. Um, glad you're here. This is going to be a great story. Looking forward to it. But before we get into it, I always like to ask a icebreaker question for our guest. Tell me how long you've been in our school system here and how long have you lived in North Alabama? Um, I've been in the school system since pre-kindergarten and I've been in Alabama since I was two years old, like the day before I turned three. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, tell us a story about your ancestors. So my great-great-grandfather Manuel Bontón Fernández. Him and his father came from Spain in, the, in like uh, the mid-1870s to find new opportunities due to the lack of opportunities they had in um, Spain. And in Puerto Rico, while they were there, they were, um, Manuel worked in, worked in worked jobs until he could buy land. And after he bought the land, he started farming tobacco, which is where he got a lot of his money. Okay, so when we uh, talk about push and pull factors, mm -hmm. you mentioned there there wasn't a lot of opportunity in Spain in the 1870s, um, and they came. Uh, father came, and and then um, he came, and then Manuel came, and then after that, his mother and his sister came later. Okay, all to an area of Puerto Rico, um, which is Comerio. Okay. I'm not much on my Puerto Rican uh, geography, but is that an area that's that's mostly farming? Um, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of mountains, so it, it is a lot of farming. Okay, so mountains and some farming areas right there. Uh, obviously, when we talk about pull factors, um, we talk about uh, opportunities. So it sounds to me like uh, your great grandfather had an opportunity to get a job and save money and buy land that he probably wouldn't have had in Spain at the time. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, how many of your family ended up coming over from Spain around that kind of same time period? Um, as far as I know, only that, only this section of the family came at that time. Most of my family came earlier. Okay. So do you know much about the extent of migration because you know we know that you know Puerto Rico was a colony of Spain Cuba was a colony of Spain um, do you know how many people came over or anything like that because I guess I'm trying to think about this from the standpoint of being the United States we've had lots and lots of migration right I mean forever since we were even before a country we had lots of people come over so uh, is was that regular was that common I guess is my question um as far as I know, yes, it was common. The population there until mm -hmm. around 2020 was around is around three million. So in Puerto Rico, yeah, in Puerto Rico. So it was a good amount of travel, considering that the population, uh, considering that most of them are moving into the United States at this moment. Yeah. So yeah, and as you as you just mentioned, a lot of people are coming from Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico now is a U.S. territory. So you're if you're from Puerto Rico, you have U.S. citizenship. It's pretty easy to get here. Another one of the reasons that my parents and I mm -hmm. came from Puerto Rico to, to Alabama was because the government there isn't really as regulatory. They don't care about policies when they're electing. It's mainly about whether they want to become a state or become an independent country. That's what they care about. They don't talk about pol um, policies when electing. 
So I, for what it sounds like, that's the main concern whenever somebody runs for office and not, not kind of what we would consider regular politics mm -hmm. or things that local governments do. That's interesting you brought that up because we hear about that from time to time. Uh, the concept of trying to get statehood for Puerto Rico. What, what do you, what can you, I know we're getting a little bit off the migration thing here, but it's interesting, can you give us a, like a one minute um, breakdown of what people think about that? Um, a lot of people feel like the taxation by the United States on Puerto Rico is excessive. And then what my parents mainly worry about is about the corruption the, in the offices because of, they just, Oh, the people don't really worry about it that much, and there's a lot of gangs there and dr and violence. Mm -hmm. So, they my par what parents from my parents really worry about becoming a state first, mm -hmm. or just fixing everything first. But my family, the rest of my family, um, as they live there, like my aunt, she works in the government in building. Mm -hmm. She's a representative, and they're just trying to work to make everything better first. Okay. But there's a lot of people that just want to become independent and not be under the United States anymore. Yeah. Um, when you know, we're, we're talking kind of a second step of moving here, but when you and your family moved here, that having to do with the, there was a big hurricane or something that came through. Did that have anything to do with it or no? Um, not especially because my family, my dad had a really good job offer, which is the main okay. reason we came okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people do for a good opportunity. So I'd suggest your dad came here for a lot of the same reasons your ancestors moved from Spain to Puerto Rico for good opportunity to raise a family and um, and get plugged into uh, to a local community there. So interesting, people move uh, for a lot of the same type of reasons. Even across hundreds of years. They sure do, yeah. Uh, who did you talk to to get the information about your ancestors, Jan? So um, I first I went to my dad and he had talked to his grandmother before, and we also got most of this information from the prologue of a book about my great grand uncle, mm -hmm. um, because it's a it's a book series about how he was executed for by the electric chair. I hear he was one of the first Hispanics executed by electric chair in the United States. Reported in the United States. Okay, well that's a sad story. Um, but at least you got something from the prologue to go on. Yeah. Um, but uh, is, is anything else in kind of your family history of things that went on in 1898 with the Spanish-American War? Uh, you know, that's how that's how Puerto Rico became a territory for us. Um, and, I, and if there's not, that's fine. I just um, I really don't know because okay. my family doesn't really talk about it. It's just yeah. we. The information I got is just from my dad talking to his grandma sure. like a very long time ago. So okay. it probably wasn't on the concerns. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, well, listen, Jan, your story is very is very interesting because a lot of the stories that we get are people coming from someplace to the United States as to those that type, like when we were colonies or even afterwards. Mm -hmm. And your story is pretty unique because it's com coming from Spain to, to Puerto Rico. Uh, that's that's really interesting, and uh, I suppose a lot of people did that, like you said at the time. Um, so thank you for bringing that to us. So thanks a lot for being a guest on the show. Thank you.